Fair Morning Show. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee here. Coming off an exciting night in baseball last night and a couple of crazy days for the two of us. So happy to bring in someone who we know can bring the energy for us. Chris Russo, host Mad Dog Unleashed on Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, and co-host High Heat on MLB Network. You can also catch him weekly on ESPN's First Take, where he debates Stephen A. And quite honestly, you got to be pretty good to do all of that especially the last one, Mad Dog. Thank you so much for taking the time. How are you doing this morning? Uh, hello, gentlemen. Good morning. How things going? Everybody okay? Yeah, we're all uh, we're all, all, all fired up to varying degrees. You know, some people are, are uh, convincing themselves that that was the turnaround the Jays needed last night and Vladdy's going to get spurned on. Uh, you know, we always like uh, getting, getting outside of market guys' opinions on uh, big superstars here. Uh, obviously, coming off the Derby win last night, uh, well, where are you at on, on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just in terms of uh, kind of the trajectory and maybe where you would have expected him to be if you thought back a couple of years ago? Yeah, a little better. Good point. A little better than he's been. I had the great year a couple of years ago where Otani won the MVP. It could have been him under normal circumstances. Where he had 48, 49 home runs that year. Um, yeah, I, 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 he has not been quite as good. Not uh, So I, I, I would say that I'd be a little worried. I'm not worried, but I'm a little surprised that he has not been a dominant, I mean dominant offensive player, top five or six player in the sport. He is not a top five, six player in the sport. Judges, Otani is, Trout when healthy still is. Uh, he is he is not a Betts, Freeman, Acuna. Uh, I would have put him in that category, and he's not in that category. So from that standpoint, I would be a little disappointed with him. Uh, disappointed, a little surprised, and he's so young, he can't go disappointed. Uh, but I do not think last night has anything to do with the turnaround for him or the Blue Jays. Um, Last night is a singular scenario. It's hitting fungos out of the ballpark. To me, it means nothing <laughs> as far as uh, long-term benefits for. I've seen I've seen more guys not be able to hit after they won a derby than the other way around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, to me, it means nothing. Um, and the Blue Jays are a. You know, I I'll give you two things about the Blue Jays. They get no hit one day and they came back and they score two in the ninth and they beat Detroit. Big win. And then they have a game down in Tampa earlier in the year where they scored 20 runs, and then they can't score the next two days and they lose three out of four. I mean, they're nine over what, about nine team. over 500. <laughs> yeah. That's your team. Yeah, they're about nine over 500. Uh, you know, they're going to be um, – they're, they're not winning the division. I think the Orioles have owned them, so they're not going to beat the Orioles. Uh, you know, I think they'll be in, in, the, in the fight, and I think the Yankees will be there at the end too. I think that they'll be in the fight for that last wild card spot in the American League. Uh, you know, Texas has fallen off, so I can't guarantee them. Houston, you know, we can't guarantee them. A lot of injuries, and Seattle's playing a little better. I think Baltimore, the Yankees, and Tampa will, will obviously make the playoffs. The American League Central winner, the AL West winner, and then that sixth spot I think will come down to the Blue Jays, maybe Seattle, and the other team outside of Houston and Texas. That's kind of where I think Seattle, with the Blue Jays are. I think you're going to have to win probably 90 games. That means they'd have to go 40, 50 and 41. So that means they'd have to go 40 and 31. I mean, they're capable. Mm. It's about really their max. We shall see if they do that. So what were your expectations of the Jays heading into the year, Mad Dog? And, and how have they sort of lived up to that, uh, to this point, to the All-Star break? 
Well, you know, I thought Toronto, you know, Toronto thinks they're a little better than they really are. I mean, last year yeah. they should have had a wake up. They got the, that was a horrendous defeat with the Seattle. You know, they lost the first game with Castillo. Then this game two, they blew the big lead. Um, I, I didn't know how they'd respond to that. You know, they're erratic. They're an inconsistent offensive team. You know, Gaussman's had a very big year. Berrios has pitched much better, but Manoa's killed them. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the lefty's okay. Maybe they get Ryu back, and that will help. Um, you know, they're sort of a they're sort of an erratic team. They're 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 decent. They're dangerous. Um, you know, they're a little perplexing. Not as bad as San Diego. You know, Oof. but they're a little perplexing. And Bassett has obviously done a pretty good job. I know his ERA is a little high, but he he's done a pretty good job. You know, they're they're, they're a decent team, but they're not a real good team. Because I, you can't trust them. You, you just can't trust Toronto for whatever the reason. And, you know, that is why they are where they are. I mean, they fired a manager in the last two years. They had a horrendous wild card loss. They lost two games at home to a team in, that to a team that subsequently got swept. Um, you know, and right now they're, you know, they're not winning the division. Um, and, you know, they can't beat the Orioles. And, you know, Tampa still, despite poor play, still way ahead of them. So they're probably going to be about a – and they're dangerous because, you know, Guerrero and Bichette, they can hit Springer. I mean, they're dangerous. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, look at them this year. They're 0-7 against the Red Sox. Now, hold on now. They're 0-7 <laughs> against the Red Sox? A last-place team in the American League East after they just got swept last week at home by Boston, and they lost four games in a row in Fenway earlier in the year. And what are they against the Orioles, 1-5? and five? Yeah, they, 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 so they don't they beat either of those teams. So they're one in twelve against two teams in their division, and they haven't played the Yankees that well either. They're, were they three and four against the Yankees? Yeah, no. It's so a- if you do the, they're four and sixteen, um, and they don't play Tampa well. I mean, if you they lost three out of four and then they won two out of three, so they're um, three and four. I mean, they are basically what are they in the division? About seven and twenty. Yeah, I they're, mean, they're terrible in the American League East. Been a killer for them all year, and yeah, they were. I think they went sixteen and five against the Red Sox last year, Mad Doug, and then this year they've just they haven't won yet against they them. Can't so. beat them. No, can't beat them. They can't beat them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're bad. In the, they're bad in the division. They're an erratic offensive team. They have decent starting pitching. It isn't overwhelming. Bullpen's pretty good. Not over. Romano's good. And not overwhelming. They they got a decent ball club. Do I think that they're a World Championship team? No, I do not. Do I think they could make the playoffs and squeeze in? Yes, I do. So they're in that scenario there where they're somewhere around the fifth or sixth best team, which, you know, for their payroll is okay. And remember, they fired a manager too. Let's not forget that. Yeah, a couple of years ago, a uh, guy was right there for manager of the year, and then uh, the next year didn't go uh, how, how expected, and I don't think there were too many people uh, upset by that decision, either in the clubhouse or uh, people people watching. You yeah, know. maybe you're right. Yeah, and the, the, idea, right. the idea as well with Manoa is I think that's the one thing people are kind of holding out hope for is he came back, he had a great start now. I think you want to see it a couple of times, but if all of a sudden you have a front three of Gosman, him, and Barrios, and then like you mentioned, Bass has been pretty good as well this year. Uh, the rotation's li- certainly good enough to 
compete if Manoa's going to be what he was in his first outing. But yeah, there's still just, I wouldn't even call them holes. There's just a couple of areas where you'd like to upgrade. And I don't know the, the roadmap for you. You know, you're great at kind of putting things in perspective. And let's be honest, also telling people to quiet down when they're getting too excited about something that, you know, we should maybe cool our jets on a little bit. And I don't want to tell you to do that with Ellie Dela Cruz, but can you put him in perspective? I mean, I had, I was talking shop here, you know, like you do, you're in the bullpen, you're just throwing around topics for a show. And somebody said, oh, he's the most exciting baseball player since. And I went five minutes ago. I feel like we do this every year with the guy. It was, uh, it was, you just ripped them all off in the Vladdy answer. It was Rodriguez. It was Acuna Jr. It was Soto. It was Vladdy. It was Shohei. Now, that was a couple of weeks ago, and Ellie Dela Cruz has only continued to get more and more impressive. How do you kind of put him in perspective? And I guess, like, how wowed by him should we be? Well, I, listen, I think there's a couple of reasons why he, he can do everything. He, he is switch hits. He's got a tremendous arm, and he runs great, and he can hit the ball out of the ballpark. And he's on a team that has been in the depths forever. That's a big franchise. Reds are a big franchise. That's one of the great franchises in the sport that have been dormant for 20 years. So, and then he comes to the ball club and they win 12 in a row and they have played well. So, and I think everybody likes, I think the Reds are one of the great stories in the sport this year. I mean, uh, you know, I know you have Otani, uh, you know, you have Bochi with Texas. Um, but if you're looking for a, and you got Miami and Arizona, if you're looking for, and the Mets and the Padres are a big story too, but if you're looking for a story in the sport, it is Cincinnati. They got a lot of young players. They got a great farm system. It'd be very interesting to see if that owner who, who doesn't spend any money, who's a pain in the neck, who they don't like, it would be interesting to see if that owner spends some money. That team just needs a pitcher, maybe a couple. And we'll see if they do that in the next two weeks. But this kid is fun to watch. Uh, you know, they sold out three games against Atlanta. They never have done that. Uh, they lost two out of three, but they sold out three games. He's got a lot of – he's effervescent. He's fun. And I agree, you know, you know, this is the first go-around. He'll probably calm down a little bit. He won't be as good. You know, there'll be a, an – you know, we all thought of the same thing about Tatis, and then he had the PEDs. And so we go through this a thousand times. But the reason why this is a little different is because he's dynamic – they played great when he got there, and it's a big franchise. I know people don't think Cincinnati big. Yeah, Cincinnati is an important franchise. They've had some of the most. They've had some of the greatest teams in the history of the sport. The '75 Reds, the '76 Reds. They've been around since 1860. Frank Robinson played there. Pete Rose played there. Johnny Bench played there. I mean, the Reds are a big franchise, and to have them be good again, and this kid being a big part of it. I think adds to the allure of the team. So, and it adds to him. He's fun to watch, and he's a big story. So, but the two big stories in the sport this year to me are the Mets and the Padres being lousy. That, that, that's more interesting to me. Huge payrolls, and they can't get out of their own way, both teams. So, I, I want to ask you about Otani, Chris. I, I would just be interested to get your take on where he ranks amongst you know, the great athletes you've seen over your time covering it, because it's, it's so unique, clearly. But I just, you know, I'd love to get your take on where he ranks in that when, over the years that you've seen. Well, let's just put him in the baseball category. Um, you know, I don't want to put him up there with Jordan. I, I would actually like you to break Gretzky. him down versus Secretariat, Chris. That's how. That's who I would <laughs> yeah. like to hear you compare him to. That's a good one. Secretariat, too. Um, listen, uh, I thought it was a little flukish a few years ago. I mean, he's hitting 30-something home runs, plays hard. Um, you know, and obviously he's pitched very, very well. I know they protect him in that staff, six-man rotation and everything else, but 
and he hasn't pitched in the big game in the last two months of the year where they're because they never in a pennant race and he will not be an angel. And I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think that owner wants to trade him. I think they're going to let him go. I think he'd be a, he's going to go somewhere else in November, December, but I don't think that owner is going to trade him. I just don't think an owner wants to be the guy that trades Otani, despite the fact for the health of the franchise, you're probably a little better off as you get some better, uh, a better uh, collection of players back than you would with, just let him walk as a free agent. But uh, listen, he's a unicorn. I know everybody wants to compare him to Ruth. Uh, Ruth would be doing the same thing if Ruth had a chance to be a DH. There was no DH in Ruth's day, so Ruth gave up the pitching because he didn't want to play right field and pitch. I think it makes it a lot easier for all time. No, I'm comparing him to Ruth now. So let's not yeah. take this the wrong way. <laughs> uh, but that's, I think it's a lot easier for Otani. It's a lot easier for Otani to be Ruthian when he doesn't have to worry about uh, sitting here and playing right field every day, and he can just get his four at bats. And Ruth didn't have that advantage. Um, but uh, you know, he's um, another year or two like this. He's on his way to the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, one another year or two. It's not going to take that much because he's doing something that is so unique. So when you do something that's that unique, you don't have to do it as long as if you just pitch or hit, since he's doing both. Um, you know, I think we all like to see him do it uh, in, in big games, especially pitching. Uh, you know, he hasn't been a great hitter uh, the last couple months of seasons. I think he's gotten a little tired, maybe a little bored. Um, and it's probably going the same thing's going to happen again this year. But he's a special player. But, I, I again, he's special and he's, and he's fun to watch and, you know, he's the face of the sport, and he really helps baseball. And baseball really needs him to play in October. Um, and that's not going to happen again. You know, baseball baseball this year in October is going to have some trouble, at least in America, because Tampa's going to be in the playoffs. Arizona's got a chance to be in the playoffs. Miami might be in the playoffs. You know, they're not going to have a lot of the The Mets won't be. The Padres won't be. Not going to have a lot of big markets, maybe. The Yankees, maybe even not. So that's going to be a little dangerous. They could use Otani in the postseason. That's not going to happen because I don't think uh, Marino is going to trade him. But he's a special player. I mean, he's a, he's going to be an all-time great, and he's going to be, a, you know, most likely he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And he's, I think, he's going to be in the Dodgers next year. Yeah, I guess you're kind of, I guess you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. If Mar- if you're the owner in Moreno there, I get you don't want to be the guy to trade him, but is the guy who just lets him walk out the door uh, all that much better of a of a title? I'm not sure. And then I do want to pick up on what you said about the Dodgers there, but I'd like to see Otani do what he does after having some of the nights that I imagine Ruth had before nights he started, uh, why, <laughs> rather in right field or point. or uh, or pitching. I think I'm just saying, like different animals, different eras, uh, hard hard to compare. Uh, well, so uh, here's what I would say. <laughs> Ruth was the Hall of Fame pitcher by his by his lonesome. Right. Otani isn't. And Ruth's the greatest offensive player by far in the history of baseball, which Otani isn't. What Ruth is not that Otani is is that Otani's done this pitching and hitting in the same year a couple of extra years than Ruth did. There's only really one year where Ruth hit a lot and pitched great. Otani's now done it two or three times. So that's the advantage that Otani has. No, nobody, nobody is Ruth. Nobody. He's a 344 lifetime hitter. He hit home. He out homered leagues. Forget teams. He out homered leagues. I mean, that's how how many home runs he hit. And you know, he had the all-time record for scoreless innings in World Series. And Tawadi Ford broke it at 33 in the third. Ruth is a Ruth. Ruth's the greatest baseball player America's ever produced. That's all there is to it. 
He's a freak. Now, again, Otani has been able to pitch and hit at the same time more than Ruth has, which is something he had to give Otani great credit for. Yeah, you have to you have to hand it to him. Although you did say the best American born player. You open it. No, no, I'm not I know 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 I tried to radio you there. You've been in the business. You know how she goes, Russo. Uh in terms of Otani going to the Dodgers, okay? What does that mean for baseball? I mean, it has been a place, a landing spot for big stars. I mean, we know what they did with Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Clayton Kershaw's been there forever. We can go down the list over and over again. Does that move the needle for baseball? I've been, now, this is just my own personal bias, and be careful what you wish for before he's a Yankee, but I've always felt like baseball needed Otani on the East Coast, playing in games that people watch at times a day that, that kind of matter. Do you think it is the right, and again, like uh, he's going to go where it makes sense for him. I'm not saying Otani should change his opinion for what's right for baseball, but do you think it is better for baseball if Otani were to find his way, and I don't think this is going to happen, but to an East Coast power, be it Mets, be it Yankees, somebody like that, or do you think a Dodger is, is sexy enough? I think the Dodgers are sexy enough. They are the, they are the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're probably the second most uh, glorious franchise in the sport after the Yankees. I mean, I know you got a couple of all. You can put the Red Sox there, the Cardinals there, but the Dodgers are probably number two with their history. Even, I mean, you know, Brand Tricky, Jackie Robinson, Brooklyn, Ebbets Field, Dodger Stadium, Sandy Koufax, Don Drysdale, Lasorda. I mean, the Dodgers are a... Huge franchise, uh, and Dodgers, Chavez Ravine, I mean, a whole bit. So, you're right, he'll play at 1030 at night. But in this day and age, everybody catches up pretty quick. Uh, they see the highlights immediately. It's all over the place. As soon as he does something great, um, and he'll be on Fox all the time. He'll be in the playoffs. Um, you know, I, you don't, I don't think you want him in Kansas City. Uh, I don't think you want him necessarily in Pittsburgh. But I think, I think L.A., and I think the Giants have a chance to get him, too. I wouldn't rule out San Francisco. They they have, they have the money. They've come up a little short with Judge and Correa. I wouldn't rule the Giants out of that. Um, the Giants need a star more than the Dodgers do. And the Dodgers, Giants don't want them to see go to L.A. either. So that hurts them. I wouldn't be surprised about the Giants. But I, I think at the end of the day, he'd be in L.A. Um, I, I think that the Mets, I think nobody will spend more money than Steve Cohen. But I don't think he wants to play in New York. Uh, he didn't want to play in New York the first time when the Yankees wanted him. I don't think he wants to play in New York. Uh, you know, uh, I think he wants to be on the West Coast. He's comfortable there. He's had great years there. You know, uh, I don't think he really knows that much about Manhattan, uh, the Mets with the Yankees here. Uh, I think Cohen will be in the bidding, and I do think he'll spend more money than anybody. I do think that. But I think at the end of the day, he'll be at the Giants, and I wouldn't rule out the uh, uh, the, the Dodgers, and I wouldn't rule out the Giants. I think there's a chance. He could go there, but I think at the end of the day, he'd be a Dodger. Lefty power bat, uh, stroking homers into the ocean. Where have we seen that before in San Fran? Uh, Mad Dog, That's thank you. That's a good point. Without the, stero- without the steroids. Without the steroids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely without the marrow. I guess I guess we should never say definitely, but we definitely think so. Uh, Mad Dog, thank you so, so much for the time. Appreciate uh, really it. appreciate it this morning. Keep it up. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Keep it going. Appreciate you having me up. There he goes, Chris Russo. The legend. What? Who else? Who else can give you an impassioned? And you know what? He won me over. Right take about Babe Ruth. Absolutely loved that. Wild stuff. There, there's just you know, as a guy who produces radio all the time and talks to me, I'm just like sometimes I'm like, why the hell did that guy say yes? 
come on, talk to us. Well, I, I mean, I know, I know why. It's because we have the band with like the uh, the best book in radio. Sorry, Sammy. Yeah. Uh, you, you can have the second, okay? Yeah. No, it's just like, yeah, that was awesome. I, I think I got to talk to him last summer, maybe too, and yep. it was just such a thrill. And like, I here's the other thing about Mad Dog. I love sports radio. You he just tell he loves a debate. He like he he thought for a second about ranking Otani versus Secretariat. He might have done it. <laughs> no, I I know. And I just love talking to him. Anyways, all good. That was uh, enjoyable. So you heard the thing there. You know, obviously, you know, we we heard his Jays takes, but I think the big takeaway there is the Otani stuff. Going to likely stay he on the West Coast. The Jays. He really did. Yeah. I also, I erratic love- offensively. Worry about the bullpen, even though it's good. Like, yeah, Vladdy's underwhelming. Like. Does he just watch every game yeah. all night? Like has, he, he nailed them. Has the lefty Kikuchi in there? He's, yeah. He was all over it. In terms of the Otani thing, okay, so he gets dealt. He doesn't get dealt. Obviously, that's going to become a big story in and of itself. I've been so preoccupied with this idea of, and you know, this is this is this conversation could tie into a million different things depending on which way you want to take it. But guys wanting to play in places that quote unquote matter. Mm-hmm. Now I'm never going to sit here and tell you it doesn't matter to be a Dodger or a Giant. Those things absolutely matter. But I have long held the opinion that whatever mattering is over there when it's sunny all the time and nice is mm-hmm. just a little bit less than mattering in the East Coast when you're bogged down in it and there's just a hard, aggressive sports market. And again, those people all love their teams. I'm not taking anything away from it. Does it make you feel a little type away from a guy? Because to me, and I understand a lot of it is comfort. He knows the lay of the land out there. It's closer to home. But it does come across to me as, yeah, it's sunny outside all the time. Nobody's going to, I understand he's a baseball player. It's going to be sunny wherever he's going to play. It's not going to be so intense. Things are going to be a little more laid back. Do you begrudge him that at all? I will begrudge him if he re-signs with the Angels. 1,000%, yes. There's no question that I will begrudge him, but I just don't think there's... I mean, I don't know if you can rule it out. I I guess if he's comfortable there... Uh, like it's the West Coast, like you him said. And, him and Mike Trout shake hands, say, want to never play a game that matters other than the WBC against each other yeah. every four years? And yeah. Mike Trout hurt again, which wow. just seems Damn to happen bone. every year with him. I, I think... If he signs with the Dodgers, I won't have that feeling. Okay. If he signs with the Giants, I won't have that feeling. Okay. I don't think you can maybe maybe you can rule it out, but Seattle, like it's over there too. He yeah. was rumored there when it first when he first came yeah, yeah. over, he was rumored, rumored to go there. But like I don't as a Toronto Blue Jays supporter, I do not want him to go to the New York Yankees. No. But there's nowhere he could go where it would matter more. Not like, a chance. It's it would be the biggest story in sport. That would like bring baseball back to like the the top subway series days yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It would be Roger like, Clemens throw or sorry Mike Piazza throwing broken bats at Roger Clemens I thought We'd it was be the right. ball yeah but why would you throw why the ball, you throw the ball at him? Yeah. <laughs> it was the worst thing he's ever. anyways he's like oh, yeah. that, was, that was right up there with Rafael Palmeiro's I misremembered uh, yeah man baseball used so, to be hilarious so I think if you're the Angels I I actually do disagree. With with Matt, well, he didn't really say which way he went, but he said he didn't think they were going to trade him. Yeah, he said he didn't think so. I didn't. We didn't. Uh, we didn't inquire about I think whether you he would have to trade him. One thousand percent. You have to trade him. Like I don't know how. I guess the problem is there's no package coming up with that in the next two weeks because I guess since the handmade bro- bone break for yep. Trout and they've stunk recently. That changes everything. They're five games back. Yep. I guess of, this, of the last wild card spot now, like. Is it enough time to come up with a trade? Yeah, because, you That's know, not, a lot of well, stuff the, to figure out. It is. It is. And I think the biggest piece of this is that obviously a team, 
I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's a problem to figure out, quote unquote, the trade. Mm -hmm. I think it's a problem to figure out the contract with the team that he's going to because they're not going to trade for him unless it's going to be a Juan Soto situation where they're going to sign him. So I think that, I mean, it's not how hard is it to, okay, here, we'll, we'll, we'll role play. You be literally any GM in baseball. I will be the Angels GM. Give me your 10 best prospects and then probably the 10 best more. Like how hard is it to just ask for the moon? Because there really is... Like, quite honestly, obviously, there's a negotiation to be had, but there is no price to pay if you're a team that is going to extend him and is in a World Series competitive window that is too high to pay prospect-wise or whatever. Who has the best farm uh, in, great the, question. In, the, in the MLB? Like, I mean, is it the O's? Yeah. Honestly, is it probably the O's? That's the last thing. The Blue yeah, Jays I know. I'm just like, <laughs> well, it's like uh, Gunnar Henderson. No, they have, like, I, I read a tweet there that's like, they have six of their studs in the league, and they have ten more to come. But yeah, so. they have the best prospect in baseball. Jackson Holiday is just poking down there as well. It's uh, yeah, it's not uh, not what you want. Okay, well, we can come up with that after. Should we do something yes, to chew on here? We should. We should. It is uh, now time for something to chew on. Brought to you by Great Canadian Meats. Yum yum yum. I was worried there, Sam. Man, don't don't. Don't abuse the people with mine uh, early on oh, in have, the week. Oh, you have Yeah, one? yeah. Remember I did it last time? This is from last year. And then he spurns it on the people. And I imagine cars are careening off the road. And then our friends at City News 680 have to do a whole report on it. So yum, let's yum, just yum. move along from that. Samsonov. Mm. Elia. Yeah, yeah. Maple Leafs goaltender. Has an arbitration date. July 21st. So 20 days from now. Now, obviously, they can have time to figure it out, get a contract done between them. The interesting thing, he is the second day of that, only one day of ARB cases uh, before that. Other interesting ones are Debrinkat. He is on the later end of things, but again, not going to happen because the Red Wings locked him up. Uh, and then Tanner Janot, also a pretty interesting one because once that ARB award comes out, the Lightning will then be over the cap uh, when they when they need yeah. to do something with it. So Someone that's going to be an interesting one. Them out, like always. Uh, just like always. Uh, that ever going to happen? here no okay uh samsonov arb date any uh, this is a classic goaltender who does not have a ton of pedigree if you do eye test he probably looks better than what the numbers say i'm not overly worried about this but obviously anytime a team gets an arb with a player it can get a little contentious so uh yeah just definitely something to uh, keep tabs on there um how about here's uh five hundred thousand less than aiden hill for two years what what did hill get 4.9 4.9? Yeah. I, I I wonder how they feel about Joe Wall, if that complicates them wanting to do any semblance of term or just kind of rolling over year to year. Maybe what, 4 mil? Like, you're not getting him for less than 4 mil. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he doesn't. I guess Hill has a playoffs, but I won don't know how that factors in. Yeah, won the he cup. He won the Stanley Cup. So that probably makes him a little more expensive than Samsonov. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, curious to say, goaltenders, I mean, we barely know what to do with them when in terms of yeah, their no. play, let alone uh, in terms of who should pay them. Uh, Brent Wallace, radio history. Two Brents and a guy named Sam having a conversation. <laughs> I'm willing to bet this is the first time it's happened at the very least. You've so. never talked to another Brent? I, I have talked to Brents in my life, but I've never brought on a Brent on the show. Who really? Are other, who are other famous Brents? What are we going to get? The guy from Corner Gas, Brent Burns? Brent Butt. Brent Butt, yeah. Is it Brent Butt? I think that's his name from, from Quarter Gas uh, there. There's a bunch of young guys on the glass They're, like, what uh, are you talking what about? What on earth is going on? Corner uh, Gas was an 
excellent TV show. That is, you have a lot of I'm the most Canadian man going. I was actually talking about this with people saying I should hand in my passport because I'm not like a big Caesar guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I drank like five Caesars this weekend. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, maybe your most Canadiana is your sneaky, not sneaky, will profess it from the rooftops anytime it comes up. Love for uh, for Corner Gas. All right. Great show. Going to talk to Brent Wallace when we continue here to bring Cat. What, what exactly happened there in Ottawa? The team got sold. What exactly happened? We'll talk to all him about all that and more. And keep your texts coming in. My grinders out there, 590-590. Please include your name and location. 590-590 on the text line. It's a fan morning show with Gunning and McKee. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all grinders. Keep the text coming, 590, 590. We'll have a few more submissions for Grinder of the Day before the hour is up. Then we'll give you our winner coming up in the back hour of the show. Very, very happy to be joined by our next guest. And as I said, the first time I've ever talked to another Brent on the radio, Brent Gunning welcoming in Brent Wallace, co-host coming in hot podcast. Brent, how's it going? Good morning, Brent. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. To we, Brent off, we could do. We could have. We could have a couple of hot minutes of Brent talk. Of do you just roll with Brett when people say it? Are you oh. hard about it? Do you correct them? <laughs> that is the first question I have for you, so, Brent. So here, funny story. I had a uh, with TSM. We have camera contracts across the country, so we don't work together, but we work together. If that makes sense. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so I go into the into the office where the camera contract is, and for like 15 years. The person at the front would always say, hey, Brett, how you doing? <laughs> Never knew my name. Yeah, I'm the same way. I just tend to let it go because it's it's awkward. You have to say, no, with the N. And then sometimes they're like, at the end? And it was just we can just move yeah. on. All right, uh, that was good. That was all the bread talk I could ever ask for. Thank you well, to my guys behind the glass. Oh, give me more. One more. Give I, me more. I went, to a Hamilton, I went to a Hamilton Tiger Cats football game, and my press pass wasn't anywhere close to Brent. It was Fred. <laughs> All right, that's I got. I got to be honest. That's just uh, that's some shaky PR. You I got. I got to call a spade a spade there. That's, a, that's just spelling and grammar, not. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can, we can live with Brett, yeah. not Fred. Yeah, even two yeah. T's, Brett, we could live with. Uh, but Fred is Fred is tough. Uh, so obviously, uh, the big news coming out of Ottawa. The uh, we thought it'd be the sale of the team. We figured that would be the big news this summer. No, Alex DeBrincat traded. Uh, how can we look back on his time there? I mean, I remember when the deal was announced, coming out of uh, or him getting traded out of Chicago, you're thinking, wow, what a steal for this franchise. It's just going to add to a forward group that's already got too much poise. Didn't quite pan out that way. How how should uh, we look back on his time in Ottawa, however brief it was? Well, interesting, because I think Sens fans were so excited to get him, and a lot of people just ignored the fact that he didn't really want to be traded and was surprised when he did get traded out of Chicago. And so that was the first start. He just wasn't, <clears throat> excuse me, he just wasn't overly excited to get moved. I don't think he had a thing against Ottawa. It just wasn't where he wanted to be. So uh, he just bided his time for a year. Uh, I thought he was fine. He had 27 goals. He was a minus 721, I think. But he <laughs> he just, he, there was too much firepower for Ottawa because they, they didn't have space to put him on the top power play unit. That's going to not, you know, it's going to affect you. your goal production. You're not going to get to 40. I don't have an issue with his offensive production. Just he doesn't, he didn't fit the mold for what Ottawa needed to put in that spot. So 
I mean, you know, fans are fans. Obviously, you have a good understanding of that. But, like, do you think that he is going to be much maligned now by the Ottawa market in terms of looking back on his time here? Never, 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 yeah. never, never you think he's going to be maligned? Who gets booed first, yeah. him or Ryan Reynolds? Say who. <laughs> oh, I, see, I still think Reynolds will be treated okay. royally. Okay. So, like, he, if he'd be able to walk across the ice without touching it. Um, <laughs> but for Debrinket, um, People take it personally, right? Fans, for fans, it's personal. And mm-hmm. so they hear he doesn't want to be in their city and he doesn't want to play on their team, which isn't necessary and that he wanted out of Ottawa. All he said was, I'm not signing an extension here. I haven't requested a trade. None of that stuff. He doesn't have a no-move clause. He could have been traded to any city he wa- they wanted to, uh, but the other team would need to sign an extension if you're going to get a better deal back, obviously. So he, he did everything right. He was very honest and upfront. Um, but Sens fans and, and people just take it as he doesn't want to be in Ottawa. And maybe that's true, but the reality is the player gets to decide when it's a, when he becomes a UFA. Yeah. So were you surprised at the number he signed for in Detroit? Because I, I thought it was a little lower than I was, would have expected with the market that we have these days. Interesting. Not, I'm not, no, I'm not overly surprised. I didn't think he should be paid over $8 million. Um, Yes, I know he's a two-time 40-goal scorer. I just I don't sense that paycheck from him. Now, the smart thing was uh, he only signed for 150 grand or 125 grand less than eight million. So, really, is it that big of a deal? Yeah. Um, and it's a four-year deal, which means at 29, he's going to get likely another monster contract when he's done. Uh, I did ask an accountant, Ooh. a financial advisor, I should say, how much difference in taxes is he? And it's saving by playing in Detroit, Michigan, as opposed to Ottawa. And he was like, that deal will save him like $687,000 or something ridiculous. Um, so when they do sign for less money, comparatively, he's still making, bringing home more money, I should say. Uh. Yeah, I think I think part of it with the yeah, and I know the tax That's thing. A tough advantage. The tax thing always drives me nuts. I mean, you know, you, we don't we we go through it every year. We're looking at the Panthers. Could you bake something into the cap for different taxes, taxing places like that? This seems like such a massive, like especially Florida when it's warm and no tax. Like, is there something you could bake <laughs> in? It's so frustrating as a as a Canadian yeah. hockey fan. Yeah, I, I can remember uh, Mike Hoffman got traded out of San Jose, and immediately the same day got traded to Florida. And then that one trade, he saved like two hundred thousand dollars because he got <laughs> traded to Florida. Like, yeah. um, I I did see. I think it was Gordon Miller. Somebody at one point said the cap should have something based on the tax rate in the city you play in, but. That yeah. seems like a m- lot of mental gymnastics, and my abacus isn't that big. Believe me, I would love to do anything I can uh, to give Canadian teams uh, an advantage, but it is it does seem like it's all kind of baked in, right? It's like some teams you get the warm weather, some teams you get the anonymity. Mm-hmm. Some places you get them all, and that's just kind of the the, the way uh, it, it works. You know, I, I guess my – and I, I totally understand what you're saying about Cat. I don't think it was a case of this is a toxic organization, get me out of here or anything like that, but I think a lot of people were kind of expecting the tune to change around the these senators and not not necessarily in terms of what they did but the way they were perceived across the league after the sale now i know that's still all in limbo i know again uh, none of us uh, financial geniuses here that these things take time to come together but do you feel there will be a perception with the with the change in 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 ownership coming in ottawa absolutely uh now i think you just have to change out likely the general manager to make that stuff happen Mm -hmm. but uh, michael andlauer will do whatever he can to win. The only thing he wants to do 
uh, for people that don't know who he is, he just wants to win a Stanley Cup. But he was never the perceived buyer who came in with a real estate plan. He he took over and was like, we'll get to the rink and all that stuff later. But right now, I want to build this franchise. So uh, I think he's the right guy for it. I think it'll change. The one thing they've got to do is they're talking about adding Vladimir Tarasenko here. They need to move some pieces around and to make that happen. So they're they're now suddenly become a, a cap team. I think they got five million dollars left, and they still have to sign Shane Pinto, which would maybe like be three million dollars. So they've got to do some some maneuvering here to make this team better. But at least now they have the resources as opposed to we need to move a bunch of people out so we can try and save some money here. Yeah, they uh, they they certainly do. Uh, you know, last one I was going to ask you about Willie, but I'm going to ask you about a guy you uh, you know better because he's in Ottawa. There, we saw the run Kachuk went on, Matthew, in terms of everything, and I think a lot of people think of Brady as the fun brother and he's cheering in the crowd. No, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> he was drinking out of Kepka's U uh, or PGA Trophy as as, as well. Uh, and you know, we see him as this fun loving guy. Now, obviously, in Ottawa, perceived a little different. A young captain. These are things you you love to see. How do you think Brady is kind of viewed across the league and how much would a kind of playoff run or even a playoff push from, from a guy like him change that perspective? Oh, so good question about perceived for across the league. I, I watch him play obviously on a nightly basis and he is an absolute animal to play against. I, I don't know that he's offensively better than his brother who's putting up a hundred points, but if I had to pick one of the two, I, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know which one I'd pick, but I love watching him play, and he will drag that team anywhere he goes. Um, a, a playoff run would certainly elevate him, no question. I, I, he's just a really, really solid human being, and I think he makes that team so much better uh, as him as the leader. And it's, it's, I will say it's fun to watch him play. I'm not usually a big rah-rah cheerleader guy on players because they come and go. I really, really like Brady Kachuk and the way he conducts himself off the ice and the way he plays on it. Yeah, hard to uh, hard to find. Uh, you know, I've I've said a few bad things about some sentence in my day, uh, but Brady Kachuk is a guy I have a hard time uh, finding things who, to say. Who so who won the Brent off, fellas? No, you're, sorry, bud. My show. You're the second best Brent today. <laughs> sorry, bud. Like anywhere else, I'm sure you are the chief Brent, the the CBO chief Brent officer. <laughs> but right here today, it's my show. So second best Brent. That's that's pretty good. Uh, thanks so much. No man. problem, Brett. Take care. Oh, get out of here, Fred. Have a good one. Uh, There he goes. Brent Wallace, co-host, coming in hot podcast. There we go. I got everything I wanted. I got to poop on the sense just a little teensy bit. We got to have a Brent off. We talked about being called Brett. And I got some good uh, good to bring cat info. So really, everything everything you could have wanted there. I take Brady. You take Brady. I would. I know. I know. It's the recency of just watching. No, it's not. It's not. You know what? Go ahead. I shouldn't tap dance no. all over your point. Go ahead. No, I just, I think it's a hard argument to make, obviously, yep. considering what Matthew Kachuk just did. I just think in two or three years, mm-hmm. Brady will be better. He's just so much nastier. Yep. Like he is, what he does, like I know Matthew Kachuk is like, but he's not as nasty as Brady is like Matthew will kind of fight you get in your face or like kind of be a little bit he'll hit you a little bit but like Brady will run you over he will fight anybody like I just I feel like he's somehow greasier than his brother and he can get to the point where he is offensively that I think he's gonna be a more valuable guy in two or three years can I I would take Matt I I would take Brady sorry can I give you a wild Brady Kachuk comp sure so 
because I'll admit the very, very first blush when you said that, I'm like, I think of the Leafs core and I think of the way all those guys are wired and never would I say Brady Kachuk is wired the same way as those guys. But oh I think, of, but I think of the other Kachuk, Matthew as uh. spitting mad all the time. He is either in a state of a little annoyed or spitting mad. Whereas I think of Brady as super bubbly laughing over the top or what was it screaming at Colorado? The whole bench who no, wants it? No, it was uh, it was Detroit. It was Detroit. Oh wow, how fitting! After Maybe. Larkin smoked him from behind, right. and then he scored on the power play, yes. and then went over to the bench and yeah. mf'd them. And it was great, right? Mm-hmm. So you love, love, love to to see that out of him. The comp I have for him, in terms of like the guy who can be the like smiling guy, yucking it up with you, or turn absolutely nuts. That's like kind of how Chris Pronger. Was why, mm. right? Like we think of all the shenanigans. I you were going to No, no. There's definitely a little bit of that, but I don't think of a Ginla as happy as as happy go lucky. I think of him that when you like see him with Scott Oak or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when he great is on, smile on Iggy. yeah. Oh, oh my God, hunk. Of course, there was there was that great video of him when he was like strapped in a snowstorm in Boston. And they're like, "Hey, Boston man, can you talk about this?" And he's just <laughs> looking like a hunk on the side of the road. But honestly, that is because my my first blush with Brady is you think of him as oh he likes to yuck it up. He's playing road hockey with the kids. He's always laughing and smiling and following around his brother. But he's also wired like an absolute menace maniac, and I mean that as the utmost compliment. And when I and I'm sure there is a better comp in terms of skill and position and all of that. But when I close my eyes and think of the guy who was able to be completely both sides of those things, mm-hmm. it was Chris Pronger. So that's a good comp. Uh, I mean, in terms of. Yes, I want to I be very clear. I do not think that Brady Kachuk is going to win the Norris yeah. and the Hart. Yeah. So. Because he's a forward just is, before the, the textures come in. This is one of my big fears when that's looming mm-hmm. over my life in general for the next, you know, five or six years if it ever happens. But America is a big problem. Big problem. Like I, I've seen, you know, it's just one of those summer things where... Summer. I, I do it I do it bi-weekly. By the way, we should do that this week. Uh, 100%. Where you pick our, our yeah. teams. Oh, I, have, I actually have a lot of versions of this, so we'll, we'll work. Okay, we'll do this. Good, good, good. But America's team, they have officially caught up. Like I still think the high-end talent for Canada is better. Like you're still, it's going to be tough to compete with... McDavid Have you and heard McKinnon, yeah. like those two guys in general. It's a good he, one too. But before you even get to the, you know, the Crosbys and Marner and all, like who is definitely yeah. on the team, by the way. Yes, this, of course. A, there's a ton of guys that are clearly elite, elite. But the depth of talent, especially on defense and in goaltending mm-hmm. for America, is Goalies. very, very scary to me. So everyone's like, we got to get best on best. I'm like, Are you sure? I don't know if we need it. Like the last time Canada beat North America, that's fine. We're the best still. We don't need to do it anymore. Like I, I do live in fear of having to watch Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk and Austin Matthews run over a Canadian team. It's a horrifying feeling. So that's just one of my can fears. I, can I give you a silver lining to that terrifying thing? Yes. What if that's what it took for Austin Matthews to be playing with the Kachuk brothers? And he's like, now I too am a bloodthirsty competitor who is wired exactly this way. Gunner, that is why you do this. That is an elite spin zone. Thank and, you. But I don't think I would take it. You, hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Like, can you sh- just picture oh. Austin Matthews? No, you know, no, okay, we can't even gold, do this. Gold medal game. Oh, Austin oh. Matthews comes down off the wing, patented toe drag. Yes. Snapper, bar down past Darcy Kemper. Like, who's in net? Okay, but does, but, oh, but. But then does he do it again four months later in game seven of the cup final? Because he learned how to win. Uh, Yeah, you take that, don't you? I think you do. But, and you know what you do is we just, we, it's the, uh, 
It's the, oh man, uh, I'm a parent. I should notice. It's the Bugs Bunny gif of him cutting off America. That's what we have to do. It's just like, if we did that trade of America gets a gold medal, uh, the elite or the <laughs> Leafs get a cup because Austin Matthews was spurned to greatness because of it. We got to go full Bugs Bunny gif and just <sighs> cutting off America. Sorry guys, no more. We can't be connected uh, any, anymore, but yeah, tough one. I, I love this text. Um, yeah, we should get no, back but, to the ground. No, but just as well. this text here, the guy's like, those three scare you more than McDavid, McKinnon, and Point? No, I literally just said that those two guys are the best guys <laughs> in the world. I said that beforehand. They don't scare me more no. than those guys, but they're... All the other stuff. Like, Can you imagine them having to go... McDavid, like, he'd probably blow by him, but having to go up every shift against Brady Kachuk and yeah. going up against... like That's going to stink. That's yes. not going to be easy not for them. fun. So it's going to be a hell of a matchup. And like, don't sleep on like... Finland's really, really oh, good. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the world has caught Sweden, up. Yeah. Yes, the world is... They're there. And you know, this is the thing that I I don't want to see, and it wouldn't actually matter. But you know, Germany is dying for a sneaky run. Like they got Sider, they got Drysaddle, they got Stutzla. Like they're they're having some guys there. God, best on best. How do we not have it? You're right. It's a really ridiculous thing. And that, I mean, we can have that discussion right now because it's the the dead of summer. Yep. There's no sports except the All Star game tonight. Watch um, on Sportsnet. Sportsnet yep. now. I will be Listen watching. Right here on Sportsnet. I'll be watching every second of who's the guy starting for the NL. Zach Galen or Gallon? Yeah, cannot. Sure. Who's to say? Galen? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm rippling. No, Gallon. I'm lip reading our internal. That's why we need the youngsters was, around here. You know, was he Clayton, got me. Was Clayton Kershaw on it? Like, could we get a star in there? Or he was what? getting interviewed last night. This is actually. Oh, Daniele is coming to the mic with some Uh-oh. hot info regarding Clayton Kershaw hurt? for hurt? for you. Hurt? Is he hurt? I don't know what's going on. Is he going to say is someone? Yes, he is in fact okay. hurt. Okay, so sure, there, sure. We, there we go. Uh, this was a man. I'm just Justin quick. Verlander not available. Par- Max Scherzer. Apparently Are we not. Star Par- could could a guy guy you- wearing Rex Beck start the All Star game? <laughs> great. Come on. I will say Bugshiambi interviewed him while the home run derby was going on again last night, and this was just a great all time Zach Galen. Gallon, 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 Gallon. Okay, we'll get, we'll get there. Eh, maybe I'll know it by next year uh, when he when he inevitably starts in the All Star game again to have this exact same conversation. Where's twenty three because he didn't get the number he wanted to when he was at North Carolina yeah. and he was like, how many times are we going to play for North Carolina wearing twenty three? And that's now his number. So wow. pretty sick. I uh, thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed and, that. And Garrett Cole is the starter for um, the American League. Yeah. Gosman should be the starter. Yes, he should. He's Gosman had an incredible year. Like it doesn't big matter. hunk. It, it doesn't matter. It, his it doesn't matter at all. Ooh, but he should have been the starter. Opted not to attend. Uh, that is why he yeah. is uh, he is not there. Uh, in terms of the in, so you, I, if I'm remembering correctly, mm-hmm. look. Okay. Also, just PSA. T- take all this up with Ryan Fabro. Okay. He knew where we were before coming to do this show today. Uh, my my good friend here off a bird late last night. Me not all that far removed. Yeah. So take all this up with our with our bosses. We'll be we'll be better tomorrow. You were all you're all upset last year, if I remember correctly, that Romano didn't get in the game. Were you yeah. not not happy well, about this? I had a bit of a a bit. I was a bit perturbed for did sure. They, do they owe him it? Well, to get I him mean, in today, he's the American League. He's a league leader in saves or close to it still. So like, I think he should probably get in there if okay. it's a save opportunity. No, I don't. I don't disagree. But if I'm if it, if the math last year was how dare he not get pitched. He was the all-star, or he was right there at the league lead in saves. Boy, he was, I was named to the team. Cakes you were. You that were. Is it. That the is difference it. this year is he was named as an injury replacement. So in theory, if you're just doing it on kind of merit, 
you would think he'd be kind of bottom end of the pecking wall. I'm really, I'm really just trying to, I'm really just trying to hammer you into a zone here where well, you no, have to uh, be upset about this tomorrow one way or another. He is the leader in the league and says he's tied with uh, Camilo Doval and Alexis Diaz from Cincinnati. So like, yeah, I mean, if it's the American League yeah. has a save opportunity, the league leader in saves should probably get the chance, right? Okay, I'm here for it. Okay. I'm here for it. Thank uh, you. 590, 590. Last call. And by that, I mean get him in by 830. Last call. <laughs> Grinders of the day. We have had some incredible ones. We've been building out our so, Mount Rushmore. Sorry, Reggie in East York. You should have saved this one, pal. I got, I've got jet lag, but I'm up grinding, walking my two doodles. Reggie and Harriet, those are elite <laughs> dog names, before work. J, uh, Reg, Reggie in East York. I'm sorry, buddy. There's literally a guy that so he drives 200 kilometers with his pregnant wife and four kids yeah. every day. So that doesn't that doesn't get in there. Do but. you did it did it help that he also not only did he sign his text from himself, but that's from the two dogs as well? Did you notice that he, he oh, signed it from them as oh, well? No, Does I just, that change it for you? Oh, I just completely misread it. Yeah, uh, I said his name's James yeah. clearly, <laughs> and then Harry and Reggie. I was like, you named your dog after yourself? Yeah. Holy, that's guy's got a very regal name. James. James Harriet Reggie East York the third is what he sounds like there. All right, keep the grinder text coming. Uh, it has been a blast. Very, very happy to keep them coming along. We're going to talk to Ricky Romero when we continue. But on the fan morning show, we're giving away concert tickets all month long as part of our Bud Stage Summer Concert Series. Today, we have tickets to give away for Blue Rodeo playing at Budweiser Stage on August 26th with special guests Wild Rivers and Rose Cousin. To enter, all you have to do is text the code word OUTSKIRTS to 590-590. Again, that's OUTSKIRTS to 590-590. If you don't win with us, you can secure your tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll have tickets to give away for Beck and Phoenix. So, yes, plenty of concert tickets for you all month long here on the Fam Morning Show and plenty of Ricky Romero coming up for you. Luke Fox in the back half of the hour and your grinder text loaded, loaded last hour of the show. Gunning a McKee on Sportsnet 590 The Fam. Thank you.